Hello and welcome back. My name is Luke and you're listening to another episode of the Next Stage podcast by Web Summit, taking you inside the minds of business and cultural leaders from around the world. It's Wednesday, and every Wednesday we're looking at some of the best and brightest minds that Web Summit has to offer. So sit back, relax, and listen in as we hear from the leading minds and industry giants from all over the planet. I think when I came out of the monastery about 10 years ago, it was genuinely, it was easier to get someone to admit that they had an STD or that they watched the X Factor than it was having a daily meditation practice. I think a lot's changed. Any of you are following kind of the, the rollout of meditation and mindfulness in the media will know. But it's kind of everywhere at the moment. There are business leaders saying how it improves performance, focus, how it decreases absenteeism at work. There are doctors saying how it reduces stress, how it reduces blood pressure, how it increases the immune system. There are sports professionals and sports teams talking about how it increases performance on the field or on the track, whatever it might be. There are parents saying how it helps them stay sane when their kids are running around. And there are kids of parents who don't meditate saying how it helps them with their insane parents. The truth is, it's everywhere. At Headspace, we have coming up, we'll soon be at 2 million users um, through our Get Some, Give Some program. It's being used in hospitals, it's being used in prisons, it's being used in schools. We supply some of the largest organizations in the world. We work with the National Olympic team. So lots of different applications for, for meditation and mindfulness. And for me, that's the exciting thing. You get to define meditation by how you choose to use it. So forget any idea of what you might have heard of what it is, and instead start to think about how would you use it? So what would it mean to you to have a quieter, calmer mind? What would it mean to you to go to bed at night, put your head on the pillow, and not be assaulted by a barrage of, of thoughts? What would it mean to you to have, I mean, that's just you, right? What about your relationships as well? So what would it mean to the people around you if you were present with them when you were with them? Not just physically, but actually present. So not sitting there playing on your mobile phone, doing your work emails. Not sitting there with them, but thinking about what emails might be on your mobile phone. Not even there not even sitting there thinking, wishing you weren't thinking about using your mobile phone, but actually being present with that person at that time. What would it mean to feel a little less frustrated, irritable, impatient in everyday life? What's the effect, or what kind of effect do you think that would have on the close relationships around you? So for me, there's something really exciting about that. It's not often you hear meditation and excitement mentioned in the same sentence. But there is something really exciting about that, because as cliche as it sounds, it really can change your life. It's not that it necessarily changes the unfolding of life, but it changes our perception of life. And that's really, I think, the, the big difference. I think what many people, when they're, they're new to this, kind of, it's very easy to come up with, with lots of excuses of why we shouldn't take some time out of our day, just to unwind the mind and look after the health of the brain. And it usually goes something like this, I'm too busy, I don't have time, I'm too stressed. Well, yeah, that's kind of the point. That's why we're doing this, right? 
So, but there's all kinds of things. We get kind of, I, I don't know what to wear. Honestly, you can wear anything you like. It doesn't matter whether you're wrapped up in a coat, if you're wearing a onesie, or you're buck naked on the floor. It's the same mind, okay? In the privacy of your own home, I hasten to add. I get asked all the time, kind of, you know, well, I can't sit on the floor, so can I meditate? Well, sure you can. Sit on a chair. It doesn't matter if you're at that level or you're at this level. It's the same mind. Sit on a chair. Make yourself comfortable. People often say, well, yeah, is there really any point? Like, unless I actually go off to the Himalayas and, and kind of really do this properly, is there any point in doing it and even getting started? Well, it's a bit like being really hungry and someone offering us, I don't know, some fries maybe and saying, Uh, you know what, I'm going to just hold out in case someone comes along with something a little bit nicer. Like, we can get involved in this straight away, and it is as little as 10 minutes a day. So I, meant, I made that journey. I, I went to the Himalayas. I got, didn't get the T-shirt and the key ring. I got the, the haircut and the skirt. And believe me, it, it's kind of the same. The mind, we take our mind with us wherever we go. So don't think for a minute that just because we live in a technology-fueled world, because we live in a busy city, that we're missing out or any further away from the experience of now. Because even when we're there, we're still here. So it's more about being present in the here and now rather than wishing we were somewhere else. So it's quite tricky to talk about meditation because it's, it's an experience. It is inherently experiential. So Again, I'd really like you to, to, to try it, to, to get a, a feel for it. But I just want to paint a, a picture for you of what it might feel like. So for any of you that have seen the, the Headspace animations, you might be familiar with the one called Blue Sky. So you know those days, and you get them quite often over here, when the, the sky is kind of really thick with cloud. And it's tempting on those days to think that the blue sky has disappeared. But we know, right, if we get in a plane and we fly up through the clouds, that the blue sky is still there. So if we can think about the blue sky as being like the inherent nature of our mind, that is the nature of mind. And then you have these clouds, the thoughts, the feelings. They come and go, but they're temporary. They don't last. But we tend to get caught up in the clouds. And when we get caught up in the clouds, we forget about the blue sky. So meditation is like kind of zooming out from the clouds each time. You rest your mind. You feel very kind of comfortable, at ease in the blue sky, you get a sense of perspective. You see the thoughts coming and going, but you're not so involved in them. So what happens when we do get involved in the clouds? So it's a little story from, uh, from one of the, the monasteries that I, I trained in. It may not sound immediately relevant, but I think it is, you know. So there was this guy, and he came along. and. He wasn't a monk or he was just a, a lay person coming to visit for the day. He'd read a bit about meditation, but didn't know so much about it. And he assumed that meditation was about stopping thoughts, about clearing the mind. So he came into the temple, and at the, in the temple you kind of have like you have the monks and the kind of nuns at the front, and then you have sort of the lay people kind of sitting here. He didn't want to sit by the door, so he came and sat in the middle. And this guy kind of got comfortable, he wasn't used to sitting on the floor, and he sat there. And after a couple of seconds, a thought arose in, in his mind. And he was like, I wonder if I'm doing this right. But because he thought meditation was about not thinking, he was like, hmm, I, that's a thought. Oh, shit, that's another thought. Oh, shit, I probably shouldn't be saying shit in a temple. And so it went on. And he kind of got increasingly 
kind of frustrated with the fact that thoughts are appearing. Now the alternative, and we all have this choice at any moment in our life, is to see that first thought and go, oh yeah, that's thinking, and come back to whatever we're doing. In his case, focusing on the breath. So this went on for a little while, and by this stage the gong had already gone just to signify the start of the hour, and he sat there, and he started to get increasingly uncomfortable. You know when the mind is very agitated, we feel that in our body as well. The body gets very agitated. So he started to think, oh, you know, my knees are really uncomfortable, and I don't get this meditation thing. I thought it was supposed to make me feel better, you know, and I think the circulation is starting to stop, and what happens, you know? And he got increasingly agitated. And his thoughts started to leak into other areas of his life. He started to think about other situations in his life. And they started to become kind of infected by this kind of tension that he was experiencing. Until he got to the point, and I'm just checking we haven't got any kids in here today. I don't think we do. So this was in the middle of the temple. He just got up and he screamed out, I can't fucking do this anymore. At which point, the gong gently sounded for the end of the hour. So he'd taken a single thought. He'd bought into it. He took it as something serious. He'd kind of fueled it with emotion. He had started to leak out into other areas of his life until he got to the point where he thought he would just explode and combust. We do this all the time. It may not be quite as epic as dropping the F-bomb in the middle of a Buddhist temple, but we do this all the time in small ways in our life. And trust me, even if we don't recognize it ourselves, even if we're not aware of it ourselves, the people around us are most definitely aware of it. So it's worth thinking, where can you find in your life 10 minutes, just 10 minutes a day, to find a, a little bit of calm in your life? I would suggest if you're looking for kind of practical tips, that you do it first thing in the morning. Do it first thing in the morning, you clear all the grogginess of the, the night before, you start the day feeling calm, clear, fresh, and you're most likely to feel more mindful throughout the day. I got a letter quite, not so long ago at, at Headspace from someone who said, I'm not sure if it makes me feel calmer, but I do know that when I begin the day with meditation, I make better choices throughout the day. I'm more likely to eat the foods I want to eat. I'm more likely to exercise. I'm more likely to be kind to those around me. So just starting the day in that way can be a, a really useful thing. As I said, I think at first it's really helpful to have someone kind of lead us through the exercise in the same way as you first go to the gym, you'd have a personal trainer lead you through. Have a look at the, have a look at the app. As I say, it's free to download. You can, you can have a go and let us know how you get on. Just like to leave you with a, an idea, like I was asked to come and talk about sort of the, the power of the mind, which I kind of thought sounded like a really bad uh, 80s self-improvement workshop or something. Um, but the truth is, like we can't really experience the power of the mind, the, the full potential of our mind, unless we step out of our heads. If we step out of our thinking and we start to be a little bit more present in the world. No matter what our motivation, whether it's to be more creative, more productive, to have better performance, better relationships, whatever it is, we can't do that unless we step out of that endless background chatter in the mind. And meditation shows us how to do that. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. And if you want to hear more about these topics firsthand, or you want to let us know what you want to hear, be sure to check us out on any of our social media accounts.
or visit websummit.com. That's websummit.com.